1: thechairshot.com always use your head ladies and gentlemen we're just going to get right into it uh this evening we are have the honor privilege and pleasure of being joined by the lovely miss heather Janine. miss heather thank you so kindly for coming on pod is war and why don't you let the good folks know a little bit about yourself
2: um well thank you for having me first and foremost uh so I'm a wrestling fan. Used to kind of write about wrestling. Sometimes still do. And I've traveled basically the entire world to go to different wrestling shows. I've been to OTT in London, Rev Pro in London and Dublin, Uh, Rev Pro. I've been all over the U.S. to to go to different shows. So wrestling's kind of been my life since like I was born.
1: That's awesome. And again, we, we do thank you for coming on. We here at Potter's War, with everything going on in the wrestling world right now, and everybody knows what it is, we felt obligated to have a, a woman on, especially a woman that has been involved with the industry. To kind of talk about this, we we felt we needed that that feminine voice to come on about this. And I, I also noticed that on your Twitter this afternoon, we're recording on a Wednesday, that you actually came out and, and talked a little bit about your own speaking out story.
2: Yes, yeah, uh, I've actually spoken a lot in the past about what's happened over the years, especially if I've been involved with like the indie scene, um, where like different promoters have been creeps, wrestlers haven't been great people. Um, and originally, the person who kind of kickstarted things over here, Victoria, who spoke about like David Starr, she originally spoke out in 2016, which is when we all really started speaking out about everything. But things kind of just snowballed this week or well, last week.
1: Well, what is it that you think it is about the industry? I, I know I have my thoughts, but we brought you on to talk to you. What, what is it about this industry that seems to draw degenerates For lack of a better term
2: so i don't think it is just this industry it's all across because music is going through the same thing Um, comic books are going through the same thing hollywood has been going through the same thing i think it's just a matter of when people think they have power they try to take advantage of it
1: well one thing that i I did want to make sure that i said was um i I wanted to send my my love and support to all the women and, and men for that matter that have found the courage like yourself. To speak up and speak out and, and tell about these horrific stories and even the ones that don't feel comfortable speaking out yet whether they just don't feel comfortable sharing their story or if they feel or they fear professional ramifications for speaking out I just wanted to show all of them love and you know we just this is we got to do better but I don't really know how we do better I mean what what, what do you think the answer is honestly how, how do we do better not you know I'm going to keep it strictly to wrestling, but obviously this goes towards society as well. But you know how athletics is. It's kind of a microcosm of society. Whatever's going on in society is happening in athletics, and it's such a concentrated small size that it's a lot easier to, to sample and kind of pick apart.
2: I think right now is a good stepping stone where everything, I guess the easiest way to say it, everything's burning everything needs to burn down people have to get called out people have to kind of be named and shamed even though some people say that doesn't work because when everything returns fans aren't going to forget what was said like there are major ramifications going on where like people are getting rid of merch that they've had for years people are learning their husbands are terrible human beings they're significant others and so when wrestling comes back A lot of fans and I know I'm one of them we're gonna be watching to see who brings back abusers and if you do you're probably gonna be losing money Um, one like I mainly stick to st. Louis anarchy here in st. Louis that's the promotion I go to they literally put out a code of conduct for fans they went ahead and showed the fans what the code of conduct is for wrestlers, to going forward. Um, the promoter went ahead and got rid of, I think it was two people who were named who had allegations against them. He went ahead and fired them and got rid of them. It was just like, you're not working for me when these things are out in the public. And I know about them. When they were secrets and nobody knew, you kind of had plausible deniability. You don't have that going forward. And promotions can't keep hiding behind, well, we don't actually know what happened. This is going on for the entire world to basically see
1: so my next question and I I, I do have to ask this and I think I I agree with everybody it's a good thing to get the creeps and the degenerates and and the abusers out of the paint but there is eventually and we've seen this in other industries when you know the me too movement happened and whatnot there's gonna eventually be a bit of a backlash And what would you say to some of the critics that are going to say that, you know, the the, it's kind of turn it's eventually going to turn into a a winch and and there's going to be people that don't want to speak out for the sake of speaking out and getting bad people out of here. But because their own personal vendettas or agendas against a certain person and they're going to be out here fishing for things to try to bury this person.
2: So we've actually already had that happening. Um, I don't know how closely you've been following it on Twitter, but we've actually had it where certain people have been getting called out for going for, like, revenge posts and not actually talking about things that have happened to them. And to that I say people who do those things get found out. You don't get to get away with being hateful and just vengeful for the sake of being vengeful without people calling you on it at some point karma catches up to you and if you're one of those people who lies and is doing things just because you dislike whoever you're gonna get found out like those things don't stay secrets just like all of this that went on ended up not staying a secret
1: was was that a fireworks or was that the um the poppy things the that you wrap stuff in oh (laughs) what's is that a pit bull
2: uh he is a boxer pit mix
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty. What's what's his name again? His
2: name is Kirk.
1: Yeah, he's pretty. Kirk O'Bane or Kirk Cameron? Or you might, you probably uh,
2: know, Kirk from Kirk Gilmore
3: Girls.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, very hey, cute dog. I you, on that. well, I, that's we, great.
3: Thank you. We Thanks, Chris. I, I know you
1: have a, a question, though, man. I, I see you picking your, your stash, man. You had a question or a comment or something to add. Please I just want to
4: say I had a boxer named so Lily. I, your dog's I, I, really you cute. Kind
3: of throw out. I know we're still kind of not really in the infancy but it's all coming out it's been about a week and everything is building up do you think there's any coming back for anybody named in this cause some everything is varying degrees of sexual abuse to culpability to you know certain people just decided to cover for their buddy and that's just you know kind of a shitty thing do you, do you think there's any coming back for anybody or is it gonna be once you're named you're kind of on everybody's blacklist for a while
2: Um, I think there is coming back for some people if I'm honest with you I think that there are like you said different levels of what has been happening over the years Um, some people I can honestly tell you probably didn't know who they were talking to probably didn't know what they were doing because a lot of people don't think to ask girls like how old you are and stuff like that and while that's not an excuse guys can be dumb (laughs) And the idea yes. that like everyone's going to ask for ID <laughs> just from the go is not a thing that's real. But then there's others, like, for instance, Marty Squirrel, who is saying he did not know about the girl's age. And the girl's like, well, you trained me when I was 15 the year before, so that's a lie. I don't think people like that are going to be able to clean up their act and come back.
1: I think Dick Man's out of here for sure. I, I don't think there's oh. any coming back for him. And... Uh, who would have thought a guy who does box with people <laughs> flipping his dick was a sexual deviant? Who could have saw that one coming? <laughs> no,
2: it's I've never liked him, and I've always stayed away from like everything he did because it just didn't appeal to me. And there was a show when I was in Nashville that he was at, and I just kind of like avoided the entire time. He's like, I don't like him. I don't want to be around him. And some of the people who are with me at the show now are like, Oh, we shouldn't have made fun of you for like running away from him. This makes sense now. <laughs>
1: Your spidey senses were tingling, call. man. Come on now. I mean, Great Charles could see that, he's blind and dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I don't know how he got away with it for so long. That's my issue. Like, I don't know how he got away with it. And I don't know if it was a mix of people not wanting to call out their friends and people being afraid of the ramifications that he could bring about. Because we can't lie, he's powerful. He had like basically everyone under his thumb. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he belongs in jail if I'm honest
3: with you. I think you kind of named it there, though, because he had so much, like, mid-level power where he was on Lucha Underground. He had his run in ROH and TNA and then now in Impact again. So he was one of the the bigger little guys, you know what I mean? So it it was, I guess, hard to kind of take shots at him when he had so much power and influence over everything, you know, aside from WWE.
2: Well I so I think a lot about uh, Victoria, who is the first one who called out David Starr. Victoria tried calling him out uh, back in 2016 and he got everyone to believe that she was this crazy ex-girlfriend who was just vengeful and out to get him. Victoria's talked about this. She went and was just like, man, am I the problem. She went and worked on herself because I've known Victoria for many years. And he really made her and everybody else believe that she was a psycho ex-girlfriend. Now everything comes out, there's more proof, there's everything showing that he's an abuser, he's been an abuser, he's been doing this to not only her, but multiple other women who've also come forward, but why did he get away with it? Because people wanted to believe that the woke character that he pretended to be was actually who he was. And because he had, you know, star power across the like pond and everything, people thought, oh, we can trust him, and this girl's just a crazy ex-girlfriend, and now, four years later, we're like, oh, she wasn't just a crazy ex-girlfriend, look at all the stuff he did to even the most recent girlfriend, who's also speaking out now.
1: Now, I I do have to throw this out here, and two things can be correct simultaneously. I'm not even saying this in reference to Victoria. But you can, also, you can have a crazy ex-girlfriend and also have a guy who's a sexual deviant. And I, I think that that was important to say again, not talking about Victoria, I, I don't know the young lady, so I can't speak on her in that fashion. But I, but it's important to say that because a lot of times people will absolve men and women of deviant behavior because of that, oh, well, it's coming from a crazy place or it's coming from a, a, a promiscuous young lady or whatever the case may be. So I think that's important that we 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 have to say that two things can be correct
2: simultaneously but here's an important thing to remember if everybody you ever dated is crazy you're probably the problem and that's very much pointed when it comes to him because everybody that he has ever had call him out it becomes they're crazy uh they're vengeful they're whatever and it's like if every person in your life is this you're probably a big part of that problem
1: so, Heather, one thing that I, I, I've been thinking about a lot, and, Andrew, I want you to get in and, and give your opinion on this as well, is how much culpability goes to these quote-unquote journalists. And, of course, you can pick up the hashtag journalism shirt at com forward slash the chair shot. This is probably a horrible time for a plug, but I apologize. Like help Ever the because, man. <laughs> but the thing is, they knew. They heard something. They had to have heard something. And for whatever reason, maybe fear ramifications, maybe they just wanted to be down with the crew, they didn't do anything about it. So how much culpability do they have? Because quite frankly, you know that they heard things, and the responsible thing to do would have been to investigate. Why? Because that's what journalists do. So what culpability do you think that some of these hashtag journalists in the wrestling industry have in all of this?
2: I'm probably not the best person to ask because some of the so-called journalists in the past um, have attempted to kind of, like, run me out. (laughs) Uh, There was one in particular who threatened to go down to Florida when I lived down there and beat me up. There was one who um, threatened to rape me. There was another one who, yeah, it was pretty nasty back in, I don't know, 2014, 2015. It might have been. It had to have been 2014 and 2015, um, and those individuals, I'm sure, heard other things, but how are you going to call someone out when you're doing the same things to other people?
1: You are That's the person to ask for this because we don't <laughs> talk to them either, man. They're in the industry, and, and fi- we're finding out now in more ways than one. But, but Andrew, please, get in here on this one, please.
3: I was just going to say, part of your question, it's a little loaded because we make the joke about hashtag journalism, and everybody says it's you know fake wrestling news or that they're not real journalists, so Why would we expect them to do their due diligence and research something and actually break a real story when we don't trust them to actually be worth shit anyway?
2: So, uh, just disclaimer, (laughs) I actually have a degree in journalism. Uh, I've worked on different types of publications, and so those people that we call hashtag journalists, who I've gone head-to-head with many times over the years, Oh, um, I'm throwing, I've I have i
1: have challenged some of them to fist fights before on these airwaves. So, go ahead, and say what you got to <laughs> they
2: say. You me to fist other
1: Hey, next <laughs> when time
2: yeah. in public, they don't talk to me. Like they won't even like look at me because I've been oh, at Chicago, New York, oh, yeah. Ohio, all over the country. They won't look my way most of the time. But people like that aren't going to do the work that goes into investigative journalism cuz then you have to look at something through more than your own bias. And they can't
1: do that. Heather, you're well part said. of the Pirates of fam now. So, yeah, next time they challenge you to a fist fight, you bring that shit to me. Bring that <laughs> shit to me, man. I'm not going to name the name, but, yeah, I've challenged some of the melon farmers before. But, yeah,
3: that's, that's going to end know there. I'm you're just not saying. enough drinks in to name names. Give us, you know, another another hour or so. That's <laughs> the And then think like, Sean Ross Sapp, you motherfucker. you know, like, it's exactly what you're going to do. <laughs>
2: I actually think the main two who used to like try and antagonize me, I don't think they're part of like wrestling anymore, but they both blocked me when I told them that like they wanted to keep calling me out and they saw me at a show they should come to my face and not stand behind me. But you know.
3: Oh, they they blocked you so that says something too. They couldn't even deal with you on Twitter. What do you think they're going to do in person?
2: Yeah, right? Like I'm by what? <laughs> I'm, I'm not intimidating at all.
3: Maybe they nice. thought you'd bring the dogs, and that was the thing, because they're not exactly small dogs. So hey,
2: you know, <laughs> and, <it was laughs> cool and then I got a mastiff, so you know, they're Thanks. kind of intimidating when they want to be.
3: <laughs> so how involved
1: to this day are you in the the wrestling industry? You, I know you spoke about the local promotion in St. Louis that you you know have a relationship with. Is is that where it ends?
2: Uh, kind of, sometimes, not really. Um, I'm actually married to a wrestler. Oh. Um... Uh, So I go with him to shows every now and again, not all the time because we have the dogs. I work as a paralegal, so I'm usually, like, in and out of trials. I'm also in school, too, getting another degree. So, like, my schedule isn't as open as it used to be. I kind of stick to St. Louis Anarchy. I will go to freelance every now and again when I have the Friday, like, availability, too. Um, but mainly those are the two that I stick to now, especially now that I live in St. Louis when I was still in Nashville would be freelance anarchy and then, uh, Southern underground pro cause they're the ones based out of, um, Nashville and then TWE out of Chattanooga, which I'll still go to every now and again, depending on my schedule. Um, and then I also, when I have the availability, I write about anarchy for uh, the chair shot too. So that way like they get some, uh, I still get to flex my writing muscle and they get some uh, publicity for the most part since, you know, they're a smaller company and they don't have the viewerships that other people are going to have.
1: So is it just the scheduling thing or is it some of the experiences that you've had in this industry have kind of soured you on it?
2: no it's mainly scheduling i love wrestling i'm always gonna love wrestling jackasses and bad people aren't gonna sour me on it um bad people have been around in everything that i've ever done just because bad people exist in everything and uh, pro wrestling has literally been in my life since i was four i'm gonna be 30 so it's basically the longest running part of my life and shitty people aren't gonna run me out of it
1: oh you're not even 30 you're such a baby god bless you oh my goodness enjoy your youth dear it goes fast
2: like i woke up and like my shoulder and neck were like gone this morning i was like oh this is great
4: give it 10 years to be
2: fair
1: i mean but to be fair though you you are a woman you know women mature faster than men so you know a 29 year old woman is really like a 32 year old woman you know what i mean that's true No, I'm not talking about it. You, you, she got it, right? She's There's just some polite.
2: Maturity in the fact that like, we have to put up with what men do all the time.
3: That's ah, true. That's we're, we're stupid. <laughs> so, you know, that'll age yeah. you, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: But w- one thing that I, I keep coming back to, and I don't have the answers. I'm just kind of a- asking the question here. I mean,. This is, a, this is talking specifically about professional wrestling and, and frankly, this would extend to most industries, the music industry, Hollywood, whatever you want to say. It's an industry based uh, that, 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 that is predicated on liars and thieves and charlatans and hucksters and con men and you know just the the, the worst type of individual. I mean, there's a reason uh, you know guys like Booker T or MVP can come into this business after doing a stretch. And doing a bid and and be welcome with open arms and you know this is no disrespect to either one of those brothers they 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 both deserve second chances and they took the ball and ran with it I'm not trying to play them whatsoever but I said that to say that they're choir boys in comparison to the majority of this industry and I don't know what the answer is and you know you're gonna hear a lot of platitudes coming out. Which you probably already have Talk about we have to do better And yeah men we do have to do better man We gotta look out for our sisters that's fair But I don't know what the answer is in this industry Because it's always going to Attract deplorable people of Of all walks of life So I don't know how we fix this I really don't
2: The answer is we don't expect perfection The answer is Men start calling out their friends and their buddies And their ones who they think Are heroes and start saying Yo you're being fucking creepy stop or why are you hitting on a 15-year-old, or why are you hitting on a 16-year-old? You stop making it so that women have to speak up and speak out so that they're heard, when I know many men have seen their friends do shitty things, they've seen them do despicable things, and instead of being like, what are you doing, it's on us to then be like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? and. The idea that at some point any industry, especially pro wrestling, is going to be without abusers or predators is laughable. That's never going to happen. But what can happen is the majority of people take accountability and do their best to hold everyone to the same standard as opposed to being like, well, you know, he's kind of famous, so just let him do whatever he wants. It's fine. That doesn't work. You got to call the dude who's in like the super shindy up until the dude who's in WWE and be like, hey, everyone has to be at the same. Will people slip through yeah of course that's life but if more people step up when they first see it we don't end up with a 22 year old who was 16 and was being raped by different men within the same industry
1: you hear that michael hayes get your shit together because you know he got to have stories <laughs> out there i swear to god man i said this on every airways, man when the me too uh, movement popped off i just knew michael hayes was going to get called out on some shit i, I it, it's coming I, 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 he, he got to. Am I? What? What? I'm wrong. I wanna. I wanna. I
4: wanna just start here by thanking you for coming on and, and talking with us. I, you're very charming. You're easy to talk to. You're you're very very smart. And people should have listened to what you just said. And if they weren't paying close attention, they should replay it and listen to what you said again because you made a lot of great points about personal accountability, not only for yourself, but for the situation you're in. And and I really, really 100% agree with that. So before we get some last thoughts here, I want to make sure that you go ahead and plug everything that you have going on with you and on social media and everything else, and finish that with something positive that's going on in your life right now.
2: Um, So my social media is just Heather Janine. That's basically where I put everything. When I restart up my podcast, it goes there. It's about paranormal stuff. Um, When I write, it goes on there. Um, Something positive, um, my niece is going to be nine this summer, and she's going into fourth grade. And Something positive that came from her is she called me to tell me that she got straight A's on her last report card. And that's amazing because my niece started the school year with like a delay in reading and everything, so no one thought that was going to happen. So that's something positive that, you know, it's kind of wholesome and maybe you'll make someone else smile.
4: (laughs) Made me smile. Made me smile. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, last question for, for this intelligent young woman.
1: I've, I've got nothing I again I, I second PC's thoughts thank you so kindly for coming on you were great you have an open Im- invitation anytime you want to come hang out on Potter's war please come back and you class the place up a lot as well we were all on our best behavior believe it or not even me this was my best (laughs) behavior (laughs) but thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and sitting down and talking with us about this uh like i said earlier it was very important for us to have a a, a female voice on here to discuss these things it just would have felt weird with three hard legs on here talking about this issue so from the bottom of my heart i really do appreciate it you've been great and thank you seriously
3: yeah, we definitely need to get you back on for a more positive topic, maybe just, you know, something stupid, something wrestling related, away from any kind of drama. So, that yeah, that, this was awesome. Thank you very much, Heather.
2: Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. I'll be the last one standing, two hands in the air, I'm a champion. You'll be looking up and-
1: Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod Is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with
2: the ChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: And use your heads, you shall. We implore you, we ask you, we demand of you if we can go that far. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Pick up your official Chair Shot t-shirts. We've got something for everybody. We've got Hashtag Journalism. We've got Jeez Did the Job, Safe Tag Team Wrestling, and many many other cool designs. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, show us some love and make sure that we can continue to do it by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. I'm Mr. Bell the Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner, PC Tunney. And before we begin, gentlemen, I would be remiss if I did not send a special shout out and thank you. To our lovely guests that you heard prior to this song playing, Heather Janine. She came on. She talked a little bit about her experiences with the hashtag speaking out movement and just how we can do better in pro wrestling because we got to do better. We This shit can't continue the way it is, but she was a cool guest. I really enjoyed having her on and shout out to her and make sure you all support any and everything that she does. Gentlemen, how goes it? Eh,
3: and- it goes another week in quarantine another i don't know whatever whatever you want to call it it's all blurring together i guess everything's fine how about you tony anything softball life is
4: continuing it's never stopped for me i'm one of the few i've been an essential worker i've been out and about at the store i i've been golfing keeping my social distance from people you know things of that nature trying not to wash other people's balls on the course i think that's a no-no Covid time. Is that or not. a
3: euphemism or actual golf balls? Actual golf balls. I'm not touching the oh, golf Okay. Ball. Or they're clothes. Yeah, or... right.
4: <laughs> you put a they put a screen down now. So you go to the course, right? All golf ball jokes aside. When you sit in the cart, like say you got paired up with people you don't play with, there's this there's this screen that would come down in between you, like a like a rain shield that would go in between you so you can if you wanted to sneeze on the other guy, you couldn't even try. It would just go right into the shield, and then you'd have that to deal with the rest of the night. I don't know why you'd want to sneeze on somebody, though.
1: Yeah, being an asshole, but real quick, man, how, how do you spell phenomenal?
4: Phenomenal, p-h-e-n-o-m-a-n-o-a-l. I don't know. I'm getting tipsy. If I wrote it down, I could do it. P-H-E-N-O-M-A-L.
1: I've already sent it. It's
4: Phenom-AL.
1: That's great. I've already sent it. So if I'm wrong, I just look like an idiot. It it won't be the first time. Probably won't be the last. So don't worry about it.
4: What's a pH?
1: That's pH balance. That's pH is uh, where um, you need your body's acid levels to be. The more acidic you are, the more likely you are to develop cancerous cells in your body. So you want to keep your pH. I mean, it's not like Fe. N O M A L.
3: I uh, thought it was something you checked in the pool, that and the chlorine. No. I,
1: I literally just gave you melon farmers life saving tips, and you're making bad jokes. Okay, cool.
3: I mean, it's summer. Pool some... maintenance is important. I mean, it's summer. Pool maintenance is important.
4: <laughs> I like when he does his <laughs> voice like that. That's funny.
3: <laughs> me, and Chris is making fun of me again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I a I mean, the not and and, time
1: I mean between the haircut and the beard combination you kind of made yourself an easy target brother
3: hey you know not everybody can pull off you know evil scientist comic book bad guy and you know make it work
1: nowadays. yes and by not everybody you're including yourself in that equation correct
3: wow, ouch, well, that's what you think ouch you're, ouch, meat ouch, bastard. Ouch, ouch, ouch! you're just upset the Clyde Drexler look went out in 1989
4: <laughs> You got way more hair than Come Clyde up. Drexler.
3: Yeah, my hairline is. I'm
4: more like I got yeah, more. My hair is more similar. like Clyde Drexler. Yes. So fuck you, balls. Fuck you, man.
3: <laughs> oh, that's right. I. For- I forgot what your hairline looked like because you're not Bill Belichick in it this week. <laughs> you're used to the hoodie. I thought that was attached.
1: It starts where it ends.
3: <laughs> Apparently,
4: it's a lot better than you think it is. Actually, but actually, it's not bad right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. So,
1: I'm gonna shave it. So I'm
4: gonna shave it all off so, yeah no I never had to explain that. Alright, well, do you <laughs> <laughs> I kid,
1: I kid. Sierra Hotel, India Echo Lima, Lima Delta Shield
4: coronavirus breakout number two WWE and Moxley Boogaloo right there for Mr. Platt so (laughs) who's all coughing but not from the sweet leaf there Mr. Platt
1: we all knew this was coming didn't we
4: I think you called it exactly what I said coronavirus coming back to electric boogaloo or something you said it
1: yeah, I, I said it much cooler. I said uh, Corona 2 Electric Boogaloo. Now but say, it, the same say, thing.
4: say it in the voice you used to make fun of Andrew.
1: Uh, Corona 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Is that it? <laughs> Andrew, you sound what way mean? less
1: cool than Platt.
3: <laughs> Thanks. But, it's not like you did any better.
1: I mean, we we knew this was going to happen, man, because the whole wrestling industry, at least here in America, has been playing loosey-goosey, fast and loose, and they've been staring the devil in the face and spitting in his eye this entire time that this thing has been a thing. Now, according to reports, we'll, we'll start with the E first. I've heard it was a couple of people. I've heard 10 people. I've heard all the way up to 19 people. The bottom line is nobody knows, really, but all we know that there was a major spike and a major breakout, uh, same thing happened in AEW with their world champion, Moxley, and also, I believe QT Marshall caught the Rona as well, or he was around somebody that had the Rona, so I don't, I can't say for certain that he had it, but he was around somebody that did have it, so that's why he wasn't on the show this evening. Yeah, none of this is surprising, man, and I mean, they should have shut down like everybody else, and... I'm a selfish bastard but just like the rest of us and I'm glad that we we have had wrestling throughout this because we didn't have anything else and NBA TV is starting to piss me off because they keep playing the same games over and over but y'all probably should have set y'all asses down somewhere
3: I, can, I mean can you really say that when these spikes didn't happen again till that state was open and we had three months of quarantine wrestling which everything was mostly fine Uh, We'll be right back to talk about wrestling.
4: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. A little bit of the bubbly, indeed. Another evening of the Wednesday Night War was upon us directly before recording. You two gentlemen look like you enjoyed the shows this evening. I know we finished on the AEW side, as as I should know, with a little freshly squeezed and Y2J getting into it. Other than that, y'all are going to have to lead me through tonight's Wednesday Night War.
1: Let me give you my quick s- synopsis. Both shows sucked, Andrew.
3: I thought AEW was worse, but they both had one really fucking good match. AEW had FTR versus SCU. That was a really good match. And the main event of NXT was fantastic. For what we had, aside from that, I I, I don't don't really know. Because AEW had a... that, That Lumberjack match was terrible. It was an okay big man match at first, and then it just turned into overly telegraphed spots. And certain lumberjacks got involved too much and started jumping on Wardlow or what, like that. It just broke down to stupidity. Um, Sadly, after the FTR and SCU match, then you had Butcher and Blade show up, and Pentagon and Phoenix Lucha Bros decided to re-debut or you know show back up after quarantine, whatever you really want to call it but that whole reveal and the tension and the moment timing was botched beyond all hell and it just came off really really amateur and bullshit so go. I, I, I apologize man I just want to uh, double back
1: to something that you said the first thing you said talking about AEW I agree with you because they did a really good job of building up that Wardlow versus Luchasaurus feud and I was really looking forward to that match and it started off well but then yeah they, they got to indie spot, and they did all the, yeah. the flips off to the... It, it, it.
3: <sighs> That's yeah. exactly where I lost it, too. And then, like I said, the SCU versus FTR match, it was a damn good match. Like, if they had a few more minutes, if it was a pay-per-view, it would have been better, but it still wasn't bad. But the timing for the Lucha Bros and Butcher Blade thing, that was completely fucked. I actually just stopped watching it. When Matt Hardy came out because I lost faith in the show and that's when the main event for NXT started up so I enjoyed the shit out of Finn Gargano and Keith Lee that was, that was a fucking good match where it was the two little guys chopping down the big redwood basically and Keith just looking like a monster the whole time it was mm-hmm. it was great he looked like a dominant big man and I loved how they did the typical thing that they do with him where they just have him rise up over Finn's shoulder and that was, it was great. And Keith Lee ends up retaining his North American title for the winner take all match against Adam Cole. And it was, it was so good. And Keith looked smart as fuck too when he moved out of the way so Finn could have grabbed Johnny Gargano when he was pinning him. And then he just hits him with the Big Bang catastrophe after that. Just, ah, oh, that, that was a good match. Uh, aside it, from that, it was. And Cross, and Scarlet are still cool. That wasn't and, a bad match,
1: honestly. And the right guy went over in that NXT main event as well. Like, if you're <laughs> going to have Keith Lee fight all these, I can't say the uh, vanilla M-words. <laughs> I mean, he's got to go it's, over the It's a balls.
3: reference. Come on. We know it's a Kevin Nash <laughs> reference. This is a wrestling podcast. You can say Vanilla That's midget. Bad. All
1: right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll let you say it for me. There we yeah, go. And, I, now and say he's got, got
3: another for vanilla midget in Adam Cole, so I wonder what's going to happen there.
1: You say that word for me, and I'll say the other word for you. But
3: uh, <laughs> I like that. He's, he's so goddamn
4: tall. How does that work? <laughs> he's taller than all of us. <laughs> Who? Andrew. I
1: think, yes. we've been
3: over, I think I barely got you guys beat. Cause we're all kind of fucking tall, and
1: <laughs> we're, yeah, we're around to say like, there's no small guys on this podcast. Yeah, you but, bit, but, but, what yeah. Are you,
4: Aren't you like six three?
1: Yes. All right, six two, it's six the one. Girth, though. Yeah, it's the girth, though, where he really got us. That's that's where it really
3: pays off. I thanks, thanks, thanks. Jeez. You know, at least Keith Lee got the rub. So then it's like big girthy guys. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> now. So, all right. I, I may not have the Big Bang catastrophe because we all know what those uh, initials happen to spell out. So that that doesn't apply. But, you know, hey, at least at least the build does. There we go. Anyway. Uh, but you know what's cringy as fuck, though, about NXT before you, you, you chumbagging, Platt? Oh, I ain't got shit, man. So, Raquel, Gonzalez, or Raquel Gonzalez has been referring to herself as Big Mommy Cool which is obviously a reference to Diesel and Sean because she's supposed to be the enforcer for Dakota. Raquel Gonzalez sucks. As much shit as we give Nash, he wasn't that bad. Like, even him as Oz was not that fucking bad. I would rather him dress up in green with a Kevin Sullivan mask, or whatever the fuck that was, than fucking watch a Raquel Gonzalez match. Why the Angel. fuck do they feel like just fucking parodying old gimmicks and trying to get it over when no one called her that. She calls herself that. Isn't that rule one of a nickname is that other people give to you and you don't give it to yourself or that's just fucking cringy?
1: Well, number one, that went out the window with the Black Mamba R.I.P. And yeah, she's not cool. I mean, with all due respect to the young lady, she's not cool. Like, there's a reason why... Vince fell in love with Diesel. I mean, we can clearly see why he fell in love with him. This is a legit 6'10, 6'11, seven foot guy. He's mm-hmm. handsome. He got swag. He's mm-hmm. cool. Like, you can see why somebody would want to build a promotion around that melon farmer. Like, he's got, he checks all the boxes. With all due respect to Raquel, and I get what they're going, but they're clearly out of ideas man and you know they're not the only ones so is hollywood uh, everything's a reboot sure. or a sequel like everybody is out of ideas right now that's why we need to get a reset that's why i thought this covid would be good we can do like a world reset because we're literally out of ideas we're out of ideas we're done we've got nothing else nothing else we need booking no. by tony oh god
3: it be what you got
4: no, just you just give it to me and <laughs> you'll see it.
3: Houston General figured I'll make the magic happen.
4: You've been listening to what I've been laying down for years now. I mean, we all know Vince <laughs> listens to what I'm saying. It happens all the time. So just, just let me take over. Eh? What's that all about? So
3: but you're yeah. Canadian now?
4: It, it sounds like it in that Angry Lemonade commercial, let
3: me tell you. Yeah, that's funny. It, it, it kind of does. does, you're right. basically <laughs> <laughs> I told hey, you folks, it's,
4: it's horrible.
3: Hey folks, listen up, it's PC Tunny here, eh? You know I've got a good time out on the lagoon. It iced over real good. I have a wonderful slap shot. I hit the high shelf shelly's. It's just it's wonderful. <laughs> hey
4: folks, hey, this is PC Tunny, folks, hey. hey, After this promo, why don't you meet me down at the Timmy Hortons for some waffles, uh, eh?
3: You know you hey, gotta you got got get a nice jelly and a medium coffee at the Timmy Hortons. So sure, yeah you let your bummer smoke, yeah. Yes, we have coins. That I didn't know they had
4: Jamaican, Jamaican food, Canadians. If <laughs> I, was
3: about to say, I couldn't tell if that was Jamaican. Hey, folks, <laughs>
4: come on up to oh Canada, God, hey. first
3: Jamaican Jew. We will Damn. smoke
4: a blunt and have a fucking waffle, brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like the locks on my bag, oh brother, man. Boba <laughs> 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 Vancouver
4: is the place to be!
3: <laughs> Vancouver, man. The Canucks.
4: <laughs> wow my favorite canadian the jamaican canadian the accent's amazing oh i'm really <laughs> sorry man i apologize eh
3: i apologize
4: sorry about that man <laughs> listen and this whole this this is all out of respect because i love accents and i do them all the time and those are some of my favorite ever since back in cool run man that's the best
3: I figured you were going to bring up Cool Runnings because I don't really think of much else that we could really cite for a Jamaican accent. Oh, man. I I
1: had a a literal Jamaican get mad at me because I was making fun of him by bringing up Cool Runnings, and he legit got pissed. You you, you do know none of those men were Jamaican. I said, yes, that's why it's a joke. (laughs) Because there's a a large Jamaican population here in uh, Atlanta. How it goes is they come here, they go to New York, new york gets too expensive so then they move back down here to atlanta or move down here to atlanta so there's a huge jamaican population out here
4: it's like when you say schedule
1: yes i just do that to to
3: he does that to be bougie though
4: there's a difference there. (laughs) (laughs) all right nxt we were talking about it and AEW are we done with that
1: I don't know well that's the Wednesday Night Wars conversations ladies and gentlemen get ready though for the next couple of weeks we're gonna have fighter fest part one and two with AEW and to counteract fighter fest NXT is bringing back the great American bash which that's cool but there's no sting there's no flair there's no luger there's no horseman but other than that it's no dusty but other than that hey man
3: Hey, it? they could bring back Sting and Flair or Luger.
1: Granted, two out of three of them. How they, I, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I had a hell of a Lex Luger joke. I'm not going there, man. I am not going there. I am not I
3: am not know.
1: going to no. allow this podcast to fall off the wheels. I mean rails, 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 rails. Wow.
3: Lex Express is okay.
1: I don't know, but you
4: thought it was okay to go with the Jamaican Canadian accent before. <laughs>
1: <sighs> well, that's different, man. Luger is a Christian. Just in case there there is a God yeah, in heaven, he's a
3: born guess. again Christian. That Good. doesn't count. That that's oh, fucking right. assholes no. who decided to be like, hey, yep.
4: there we go. <laughs> We've officially checked all the boxes uh, we never want to check
1: on Wednesday night. Yep.
4: All right. We, cool. Amber. Amber, yep. let's come on. Help me out. TheChairShot.com.
1: Oh. Always use your head.
4: Right, folks if you want to hear a whole lot more about the undertaker documentary please go back and listen to three-man weave with myself christopher platt and the one and only ray cash we did a phenomenal couple of reviews episodes pass on the first three and then on the last two as well briefly platt tell everybody once again how you felt about that final episode i know we talked about it before but just to see him go back and look and kind of reflecting knowing the announcement that now that was coming at the end of that episode. Yeah, he'll be back. That's what we both said.
1: (laughs) He'll be back. And I mean, the thing is, if depending on where we are as a country come around November Survivor Series, it's not looking good, folks. Like, seriously, you guys didn't see a second spike coming when we didn't do anything to curtail this the first time and the Asian countries actually did shit and they had two or three spikes Uh, y'all didn't see any of this coming and let alone y'all people Andrew, PC y'all people out here protesting like they trying to get their goddamn Emancipation Proclamation on like oh my god I can't go to Panera Bread and Supercuts I'm so oppressed like nobody saw this second spike coming okay cool but if Uh they were going if there were they were going to have a Survivor series like normal with crowd participation and whatnot, I think that it would be a shoe-in for Undertaker to appear on the Survivor series. And I still think that he is in some capacity going to appear on Survivor series because it's just great synergy. It's it, it's literally the thirty year anniversary of him making his WWE f at the time debut that's just perfect synergy to have him come out in survivor series and it doesn't ever necessarily even have to be a match maybe you have Sami Zayn or somebody come out there and cut a promo and he just comes out choke slams him tombstones him throws up the fist on the way back up the ramp and y'all keep it moving like an escalator but i don't think we've seen the end of, of taker he said he's content right now because that boneyard match ended so well and that was a great way to go out but he also let that caveat if Vince needs me and he calls me, I'll listen. And you know Vince is gonna call him, and he's gonna listen.
3: Yeah, I don't have much else aside from that. Like, give it three years. If if he stays retired after that, then I might believe more care. But until then, eh, it's just lip service. I don't really care either way. <laughs>
1: I actually think there's a... Gee, thanks. But I think there's a three-year window. After that three years, it's a wrap because he's going to be too broken down. and, Yeah, but within these three years, we'll see him in some capacity.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: True. I'm glad that we agree. Tony, do you have anything to add to make this more interesting? Or should we just go to the next one? Because I... I can't really add to agreeing. Wow.
1: Wow, wow really? You, Undertaker... Thirty years of dominance—you have nothing to say about this, Melon Farmer.
3: Thirty years of dominating who before? Then we decided to blow the streak in like 2000 or whatever. When he finally fought like what <laughs> Triple H five times or some shit like that. Okay, I, do, I don't have nearly this. the nostalgia or the care for no, no, Undertaker as no, 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 no. many other no, people do. No, no, no. You brought
1: up an ankle, man. So we're gonna go right with to what the hell you just said.
3: Uh-huh. In hindsight, Giant Gonzalez.
1: Shut up! In hindsight, with the benefit of hindsight, which hindsight vision is twenty twenty? Ending the streak when they ended the streak was absolutely, positively the correct decision. Ending it when, where, and with whom—that was the correct decision. How can you think otherwise?
3: I have no opinion one way or the because at some point i figured he was going to lose i would have preferred it against randy orton but we've heard plenty of stories that randy didn't want to do it because he respected the undertaker yada 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 too much so brock was fine i wasn't outraged brock broke the streak i'm just saying i don't care he had some pretty shitty matches and pretty shitty opponents for the first half of that streak and it wasn't even acknowledged until he got towards the twilight of everything when then it was Shitty oh, Opponent Sean has to retrieve shitty, shitty Big Boss Man. Like Jacob those were State good Robbers. matches. Those were great NBC matches. Oh, that was a great match.
1: King Kong Bundy. These are Hall of Fame names. King Kong Bundy headlined WrestleMania. When's the last time you headlined WrestleMania, sir?
3: What exactly? When was the last nah, time you headlined to WrestleMania? See, not I'm not shitting on these names, sir. That's my point. Yeah, I've never headlined to WrestleMania. Time I, last time I names. checked, we did okay. Coco beware's a Hall of Famer, and it's not like we're blowing all of his matches out of the way. Like, oh, he's an amazing worker, and that parrot wasn't wow, he Snuka. was fucking over his shit. Snook not a That's parrot. In Jake Roberts history. isn't alleged. Snooker didn't have a good match. Well, Bossman's not, boss not
1: alleged. Bossman's not a legend you big got, shows, not legit. Mark legend. Mark
4: Henry is the he Hall of Famer. You guys haven't been what this fired saying? up for a while.
3: Mark Mark Henry, yeah. Mark Henry also. Mark Henry also came into his own during the Hall of Pain gimmick, which was after that. I'm pretty sure he was kind of just the world's strongest man and a big dude, but he kind of just kind of fell into the wash for a while. Can I? You can't tell he's... me that he was like Chris. Let me get. Let, get you you let me get. Let me get one
4: here. Let me get man. one here. Chris, let me help you out a little bit. Andrew, so, Andrew, you know, name Andrew, name up... another. Andrew, name another Hall of Fame parrot.
3: Name another... Oh, fuck. You went Polly. You win. That's all you got, is Polly. I don't even think she's in the Hall of Fame, though. How do you know she's uh, I mean, Polly, you know. Unless it's Polly, sure. Oh, crap, you got a point there. Does the, does the parrot say, hey, buddy? Hey, buddy.
0: Well, it's probably would have cracked pretty it
1: probably want a cracker i'm pretty sure it's a, a male paired because uh do i really have to go there
3: wow. <laughs> i i i can't even
1: i couldn't help it man i apologize that, that no, was...
3: that's, that's good um, but like, i i can't i can't i can't but real quick kind... honey. You, you
1: disagree that that was the right time, the right person, and right place to end the streak? You disagree with that? For what they did
4: afterwards and what the thinking was, because you have to look back and say, okay, they knew they were going to use Brock moving forward the way they did for many years afterwards, and it totally solidified that, right? And it totally helped them sell at the time when Brock Lesnar was the man. You can't discount the fact that Brock Lesnar legitimizes WWE even more, right? I mean, in in a, in a world of suspension of disbelief, it's real easy on a scale of 1 to 10 to suspend disbelief watching Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of people. Because he beats the shit out of people, right? And he's gigantic, and he looks great, and they gave him Paul Heyman, and that's why Paul Heyman's not around right now. But... One could say that another up-and-comer would have benefited more from such a gigantic rub, and that's my only drawback from there. That's it. I. I but I who? That, man. But but who? Bray Wyatt. It
1: that. was eh, maybe. No, there was nobody.
4: Bray maybe Wyatt. Right. That's the maybe. only one. If you wanted him to take over, they could have had him beat Sting against, instead of Seth Rollins, and then they could have had him beat Undertaker think about
1: that well my thing is man where i don't i'm not mad at the whole brock thing is because i mean undertaker hadn't had a good wrestlemania match up until this boneyard match since cm punk the the year before and clearly that was the right decision not to have cm punk win over because the very next year he was out the company right and out the business and brock was starting to lose a little bit of steam man because they he had that that, that that weird uh, trilogy with Triple H which none of those matches were really good and he lost and then of course he lost to John Cena on his first night into the com- or back to the company which I think that was more a business decision they were kind of testing Brock to see if he was going to be willing to play ball I think that's what that was about they were trying to see if he was going to be willing to play ball and, and do the job to Cena but he had lost a little bit of his steam and his luster after coming in and he needed something big like that to re-solidify him, And I think that's what propelled him to be the top guy in the industry up until now, which I don't know if he's still, you know, contracted to WWE. That seems to kind of be in the air, but it was the right time for it to happen. And Undertaker, the streak had become such an abatross around the Undertaker's neck because he was always expected to go out there and steal the show for WrestleMania. And he just doesn't have that capacity any longer. So I thought it was, you know, at the time I I, di- I questioned it and I didn't think it was the right decision. But with the benefit of hindsight, I think that it was the perfect time and the perfect person to end the streak. It didn't work out the way they wanted it to work out because that was supposed to propel Roman the next year. But they botched the whole Roman thing. But that's neither here nor there. But I mean, think about how much mileage they've gotten out of that Brock Lesnar character by resetting him and reestablishing him as who he was. And Taker wasn't go was able to go out there and put on 25-minute broadways anymore like he used to, or 25-minute classics like he was. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. We'll come back to this topic, I'm sure. But over under, let me, before we wrap this up, man, over under Taker at Survivor Series, ah, I say 85% chance. Balls, what do you think?
3: for an appearance and not necessarily a match yeah i'll, I'll say it's 90%. appearance and physicality oh uh, yeah I'll, I'll give that a good 90 i don't i don't think he's going to break out a retirement three months down the line or whatever the hell it happens to be you know just because of covid and all this other stuff but i i think he appears Especially if it's a way to fuck with AJ because they decided to keep that alive during Money in the Bank that he was still haunted by the room of Undertaker and Titan Tower or whatever it was. So it's possible that they could still play with the Undertaker kind of mystique. But yeah, I don't I don't think he gets back in the ring this year. Next year, maybe. That's why I said three-year window is what I'm seeing.
1: PC, you want to in on this or are we just moving on?
3: No, I'll, I'll wrap it up.
4: Hall of Fame announcement at Survivor Series. Inducted at the next year's WrestleMania. He will not wrestle again. He's done.
1: Next topic. And shame on y'all. Shame on y'all for having Ric Flair out there with that COVID, man. He got he died. He almost died twice in the last four years, and he got like a fourth of a colon left, and y'all got him around there. Shame on y'all.
4: I loved Ric Flair with Randy Orton. Are you kidding me? You never heard this before? I have to announce to you.
0: And I will never retire! i get the gods, the drugs, from my
3: generation, I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation, and it's a sin, the gods, the bait, the fraud, the messer with me!
4: like this song reminds me of a better time of wrestling. The actual wrestling right now on Raw has reminded me of a better time of wrestling on Raw. Christopher Platt, I know you agree with me 100%. Uh,
1: of course I do, and I know Mr. Belaz probably doesn't watch Raw because he doesn't do that show with Harry Bratwurst anymore, but Raw has been damn good the past <laughs> couple of weeks.
4: I've never had a Harry Bratwurst before. I've had lots of Bratwurst, but not a Harry one.
1: Oh, I'm sure you have. You just didn't realize that there was hair in there. Have you seen how those things are made? Let's not. No, (laughs) no. Come on. Come
4: on. Come on. (laughs) Come on. The sauerkraut Folks, not all sausages are bad, okay? Some are made with care and love and tenderness. Not the love and tenderness that Chris is talking about, but real bratwurst love and tenderness.
1: But. Raw's been really good, man. Shout out to MVP, who I believe has been the MVP on Raw. I, I'm, it's it's great to see him back. He's one of the few guys that can talk and has a cool factor, which I think has been missing in wrestling for a while. Drew McIntyre is holding it down like an anvil on a seesaw. I say it week in and week out. I, I'm really enjoying his title run. It just sucks because this dude just seems to be snake bitten because this title run is coming in a capacity crowd of zero or people that are paid to be there. One thing that I find is hilarious is they figured out how to pipe in the crowd noise because there'll be something happening in the ring and the crowd is just going ham, just and then they'll cut to one guy or one gal in the stands and they're going. So there's a bit of a good disc disconnect there, but I think it's funny either way. But Raw's been good the past couple of weeks, and I know we all had our reservations about Uncle Bruce taking over, and I'm sure it will fall back down to the waysides or, or come back down to where it normally is, but let's just enjoy what, what they have now. And it's been black AF for the past few weeks. They finally pushed an Apollo, the Street Profits, and Mike and Raiders had good matches. Uh, Big Fine is getting a good push. They had Charlotte Flair on there, which you guys know in our off-chats. She kinda holds a special place in my heart for odd reason.
3: Heart. Yeah, that's the body part you're going for. Okay. <laughs> Say something. Something. I don't know what you you want me to applaud Raw for being watchable? show's been on for 25 years or over 25 years and I'm supposed to applaud mediocrity you want me to go out and applaud around like a Toyota Corolla too like what the what the fuck are we doing here like yeah it's been watchable cool I like seeing Shelton and a couple other people in decent storylines Asuka got a win over Charlotte cool but eh like it's still raw and it's still just it's been tolerable but I still don't care so I watch pieces, I do, but not enough to really give a fuck.
1: So you like Norm MacDonald, don't you?
3: I mean, I don't love him, but what, what was that, Men at Work? Good, good, good movie,
1: I like that. And and his stuff
3: from SNL? Yeah, good stuff.
1: So you're used to applauding mediocrity, so get the fuck out of here, sir.
3: It's not like I worship at the altar of Norm MacDonald, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Just because I tolerate his stuff, it's like you saying, you're white and an asshole. You loved Phil Hartman, didn't you? Okay, yeah, I did. But that's not the fucking point. Come all on, right? man, so, there, <laughs> it's,
1: Phil Hartman was awesome. There will be no Phil Hartman slander on these airwaves. Did, was sir, that slander?
3: No, but I was just generalizing. That was all. <laughs> just throwing yeah, up more SNL a, from the 90s people.
1: But you named a funny white person, man. That kind of defeats the purpose of what I was trying to say. I, I to back
3: you think to a Norm MacDonald is funny. Some people. I said some people. I didn't say me. I said I tolerated him when you asked the first time. He's not the worst. Tony, are you being offended? Do you like Norm MacDonald?
4: Don't fucking bring me into this one.
3: Oh, that's a yes. <laughs>
1: no,
4: that's it's just yeah. you guys are being well, fucking weird right now, and I'm not in on this one.
1: Alright, so we we let us you and I talk. Andrew, you can mute your microphone right now, man. Hey. Time, oh oh
4: I I hey, hey,
3: floor, Andrew, Andrew,
1: Andrew, let's you and I talk and you mute your I, microphone. I you That's
4: what Chris I, just said, isn't it? Is that what I just heard?
3: No, he wants to talk to you, Tony.
4: Oh, you wanna to talk to me? Why? Really? Yeah. Oh god. He
3: likes you. He wants you to be I involved. I
1: wanna go he to the, the principal's want to office a right wheel. now. Because we can talk about how good Raw has been the past couple of weeks, Andrew clearly has uh, no point of reference or cares to talk about it.
3: Yeah, I already brought has been good. I brought up the Toyota Corolla. I have a point of reference. You just don't want to take it.
1: Was there a
4: Toyota Corolla in <laughs> Raw? <laughs> I don't know. There might have been. Bronze, bronze, fucking pretty kick car looks. I like wasn't it. asking you. Mute your microphone. <laughs> you didn't fucking watch.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um... Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Raw has been a good show, man. I mean, the three hours still drags, yes, but it's been a damn good show. I've been entertained the past couple of weeks. I have, and I don't care who knows it. I don't care. I was well, shot it from the mountains up.
4: I feel like your interest first got drawn aboard once the ninjas came aboard with a, a oh, Kira Tozawa, yes. and then the big show comes oh. back. <laughs> Not to mention Christian. Edge cuts a great promo this week. It's been a lot of familiarity for people in our age bracket that love to look back and, you know, hark on those things. Obviously, this is why Andrew's mic is muted right now. We can still see his face react to the things I'm saying right now. Yep. Hi, buddy. Uh, but don't you think that since they have got rid of Heyman, and I said that in quotes there, uh, this isn't Pritchard. This is Vince. This is Vince all over it for the last two weeks.
1: Well, it's always been Vince all over it. Heyman got to get... There were some blueprints or some footprints, rather, of Heyman on the show, but it was always all Vince. And it's always going to be all Vince until, you know, Vince goes to that upper room. And they've had a good few weeks. Let's see if they can maintain it, which I don't know if they're going to be able to do this, but... I've enjoyed it, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm a wrestling fan, man. Like, we do this podcast because we enjoy wrestling, and it's not always great to enjoy wrestling, or it's not always easy to enjoy wrestling, especially with all the bullshit that's going on right now. It makes it kind of hard to be a fan. So I'm, I'm going to applaud the biggest company in the world, excuse me, when they entertain me with the show.
4: All right, let's talk about...
1: Who knows it?
4: let's talk about since andrew's doing a good job being quiet let's talk about a couple of things that i enjoyed from raw uh i'm fairly certain that we have lana with natty now i mean talk about that heel status and then someone that's a manager on top of that to me i really love that dynamic i think it's gonna work i don't really give a fuck if you can puke into your own fucking microphone over there andrew
1: It's weird, but it might work because Lana can talk and get heat and we all know Natty is one of the best workers in the company, male or female. So maybe they can pull that shit off. Uh, Another thing that I I wanted to kind of double back to what you said about they brought back a lot of familiar faces. That might be a panic move because the ratings have been dropping. I don't really think ratings matter right now because of the whole COVID thing, but some of these hashtag journalists that we flambasted earlier do. So maybe that's a reaction to how the Rays have been. Bring back some familiar faces. And I'm, it's worked.
4: But yeah, Lana and, and Natty, we'll see. How about the two-for-one special? You got AJ officially, and then you got Rude and Ziggler coming back. Ziggler right back into the championship picture there. To me, I'm looking forward to a great, a great match at Extreme Rules. Hoping it's an Extreme Rules match, which I believe it is, between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre.
1: I'm watching this very closely, PC, because during Kofi Kingston's title run last year, there were a lot of people that didn't think that they booked him strongly. And I thought that they booked him very strongly. And one of his major opponents during his title reign was Dolph Ziggler. So I'm looking at y'all, and you're about to tell on yourselves, because you're going to tell me that you're going to enjoy the Ziggler and McIntyre program but you totally shat upon the Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler program. So I'm looking at a lot of you, Mellon Farmers. A lot of y'all about to tell on yourselves right now, just like y'all told on yourselves during the Bobby Lashley, Lana, Rusev thing. So I'm, I'm looking at you. and I'm see, I see you. I see you. I just want you to know I see you. And I'm, but I'm looking forward to this as well, Tony. And it's gonna be a damn good match.
4: How about the Street Profits finally victorious over the Viking Raiders and a big show of respect at the end there. And to me, a little bit of symbolism on how different cultures need to respect each other.
1: You really think that WWE was trying to make a bigger picture statement here with that Street Profits Viking Raiders thing? You think they have that in their repertoire, sir?
4: Whether they were or weren't, as a wrestling fan, if you can take that away from it, from yourself, then why not? Because it it, it just is... It's what things should be. It shouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You and I have have been. been together talking about everything from sports to wrestling to the entire global landscape before, during and we'll continue to do it after, right? So to me, I was I was like maybe uh, maybe a few people that are not I, I don't I want to choose my words carefully here as informed as others are, maybe this is what finally
1: lights the light bulb. Eh, and, if the, and, right, and if that's and if that's it, know. intended I, I or not, why not? in humanity, but I feel you. Just, just can we make street profits fifteen percent, fifteen percent less cooney? We, we don't even have to go twenty or twenty-five. Just fifteen percent less cooney, just I can't, please, because those say guys that. have natural charisma and they could be big stars. I can't, I can't speak to that or say anything. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> just, just wishful thinking. I mean, but a, a damn good match, by the way, and I like um the run in with garza and andrade that's that seems like a good spot They're they're clearly going to eventually be the tag champs that they're going to end up beefing and, and wrestling each other
4: all right last thing i got for you i'm, I'm i want to applaud andrew for you know not chiming in here i know it's been tough as he yawns
1: please he's just drinking his, his his bottle man he's good he got a fifth he's good
4: I don't know. I think he's writing. I think he's writing his story that has to come out <laughs> soon. I think he's taking this time to do some homework. This is like I already did my homework. I'm gonna work on this side thing while you guys do that. This is perfect. I appreciate this segment. I think that's what's going on.
1: But uh, how funny is it that he got his Superman Clark Kent curl, but it's at like a 26 degree angle? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, damn,
4: I love these topics where I don't have to talk. I get so much more work done.
1: Yeah, I thought that was gonna be funnier. The the Superman curl response. I thought that was gonna be funny. He
4: unmuted his microphone to just not laugh at you. And yeah, then he pretty good. That was pretty ultimate, good. That was really good actually. That was pretty good. I, that I, was I really fucking man. good. How do you feel, feel about how do you feel about three belt Bailey?
1: You mean three belt slasher?
4: No, three belt. Oh yeah, three belt. No, three belt banks. My bad. Three belt banks. Yeah. I'm,
1: oh, I'm all here. I'm,
4: I'm I all apologize here for
1: anything. Yeah. yeah I, d- I all, think I'm, it's.
4: I think it's gonna happen.
1: And it's going to be a damn good match between her and Asuka, man. Sasha is an underrated performer. I know, you know, Charlie gets all the rub, and rightfully so, and then the the Becky thing kind of caught fire, and Oscar's a damn good performer as well. But Sasha Banks is an underrated performer in this industry. I really do think so. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased.
4: Andrew's trying to catch up so he can get in on this conversation because I would like to also ask him, and I and I messed up saying Bailey at first because I messaged all you guys when I was watching Raw the other night and said I we're heading towards three belt banks. Andrew, comments? Three belt banks.
3: Sure. I mean I, I don't know where where Chris is going with the underappreciated thing where I'm pretty sure I put Sasha over more with the exception of her suicide dive than most people. But eh, I mean, I just, honestly, I'm a little sick of the spinoff of Becky Lynch's, you know, Becky two Belt thing. Like you don't need Dose straps. And I, I guess they won't use belt again. So what, what else can we, we call it trip titles. Sasha triple uh, Sasha, triple titles. Three, I don't know. Let's, three sash, Sasha. Oh, sash! There we go. Like she, she's the like the homecoming queen or something like that. There we know. go. That's... She'll just wear them like that. She'll just wear them across her chest the whole time, like like really? homecoming sashes. Yes.
1: And now yes. Bailey. And now and, Bailey's the lackey.
3: Yes. A- a-
1: Andrew, can I ask you a question, sir? Sure. Why? In God's green name would you think that I was just necessarily talking about you when I said that Sasha was underappreciated you self-absorbed melon farmer get your head out of your ass you usually like to beard.
3: direct it at me and just you know insinuate or infer it through to everyone else like you, you, you think that I have that similar kind of thing like the whole Norm MacDonald thing from I don't know how long have I been silent it's been a while I don't know but there we go. So you you just like to generalize. So I um I personalize your generalizations. There we go.
1: It's like a home yeah ride. that's fair. Yeah that's fair. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we're to three. But I mean when the man makes a point, the man makes a point. Man, what am I gonna do? <laughs> but, uh, I I think somehow some way that Bailey cost Sasha this title, and I think we're heading to a main event with Big Booty Bailey versus the Ball Sasha Banks for the SmackDown title. I think that's going to be our main event at SummerSlam.
3: You could, or you could just see Kyrie come back and then that kind of reignites some kind of interwoven story between the tag titles and maybe Kyrie goes for the SmackDown title or something like that. Or maybe Kyrie goes for Asuka's title. Maybe Kyrie interferes in the match just to then challenge Oscar, Because you also have to think there were those rumors a little bit ago before she got hurt that she was less than happy with her position and with her with the WWE and the the schedule and everything since she just got married. So she may be on her way out, so as a last hurrah, a parting gift, so to speak, they might give her the match against Asuka that lots of fans have kind of wanted. So that that would be a good way to have her come back. Do some kind of save and make it look like, oh, they're they're buddy buddies, isn't this is wonderful? And then you know, Kyrie lays out Asuka and then challenges for the title at whatever pay per view comes up next after that.
1: And why shouldn't she be upset with the company? I mean, goddamn man, again, Nature Boy Ric Flair almost died like twice in the past four years. He's got like twenty five percent of a colon, and they're sticking him out here in this combid goddamn pandemic where they've got. 5011 employees that have caught the shit, but hey, let's have Nature Boy Ric Flair out there. And Tony I know I too enjoy seeing Nature Boy Ric Flair anytime I can see him, but I also would like to see his ass next year as well and they're being reckless. They're fucking up the church. They're fucking with the church's money, gentlemen. That's what we call that. they fucking with the church's money. Anywho, that being said, Mr. Belaz. Why don't you unmute yourself and let the good folks know where they can find you?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, Twitter, IWC War Chief, and you can find me on the chair Shot, writing about not WWE ninety percent of the time. And uh, oh,
1: we know.
3: Yeah, and I'm glad you know, but anyway, and uh, yeah, that that that's that's fun. Tony, how about you plug some stuff? <laughs>
4: Well, yes, indeed, <laughs> I will. Yes,
1: yeah, honey work You bet to stretch your stuff, baby. Yes. I don't, I don't know where any of that came from. Yeah, neither do I.
4: Uh, you that? can find me at PC Tunny. Uh, you know, head on over to the Chairshot Check out DWI Podcast, Three Man Weave, uh, Bandwagon Nerds, etc., uh, etc.
1: You can find me at most of those places that Tunny just said, but uh, yes, you can. I mean, what if? Yes, you see? Yeah, I, I don't, don't understand. I don't either. But you can also find me on Twitter at the real C Platt. Uh, more importantly, make sure you guys go to and gals go to prowrestlingtees forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot T shirt, please. And thank you, thank you, and please. Hey, man, shout out again to our guest, the lovely Heather Janine. You all can find her on Twitter at The Real Error, at not The Real Jesus Christ, at Heather Janine. That's uh, Heather J E A N N I N E. She's awesome. Go check her out. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Pod Is War. We'll be back next week, better than ever. Same plat time, same plat channel. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Blast. Thank you, Heather. And thank you all for listening, most importantly. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Carly.
3: You know the best thing about next week? You you know, because the the last few matches of the second round of the New Japan Cup happened on the first before this show, and I'll cover it. And then Tunny already made the promise that he's going to actually lay his two cents onto who he thinks is going to make it to the finals after we got there, because he said that a few weeks ago. So that means we can stop fucking clapping around the Toyota Corolla and fucking talk about something that, you know will most likely not suck. So, there we go, That that's my boon, That that's what I'm looking forward to next week. It's like an early 4th of July for me. Fuck, it's July 1st, it's Canada Day, so it's even more fitting that Tunny and his Canadian accent and your Jamaican-Canadian accent will have something to fucking revel about that's not fucking mediocre, because that's gonna be just fucking fantastic. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring
0: laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
4: ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino
2: that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. website for details.
3: It
4: is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?